It's meat. Ew. What? Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Known Unknowns. I'm Carly. I'm Harry Sullivan. Oh, and guess what today is? It's our birthday. It's our one year, uh, year old, one year birthday. The podcast is one year old. Aww. It's still a little baby, but it's a bigger it's one. A baby. But yeah, it's a bigger one. Isn't that exciting? Actually, I don't know how podcast age is. I It, it might be like 10 in podcast years, for all I know. That's true. How long do podcasts usually last? I don't know. It's a good question. All right. Well, we're a year old now. We're, we're, we're The podcast is one in human years. Yeah, one in human years. Um, so thank you all for sticking around with us for one whole year if you've been here the whole time. And if not... Welcome. I we, hope we you appreci- stay for another year, for exactly. the next year. Stay for Tell one us year. when you started listening, and we will celebrate the one-year anniversary of when you started listening to the podcast. <laughs> when that time uh, comes. Uh, yeah. Anyone who tells us, yeah, I'll celebrate the one-year anniversary of when you started listening. Yeah. Um, so, Harry has... Pre- okay, well, do you have anything you want to talk about this week first? I mean, I feel like we should talk about how the. That I feel like we should talk. I don't know. I don't know. What do you? What do you? What do you? We've come a long way, haven't we, in the past year? So much has changed. So much has happened. Yeah. All right. Anything you specifically want to mention? I, I don't know. I was. I was gonna. I didn't really have anything prepared. I just thought we'd uh, shoot. Shoot the breeze. Shoot the shit. This isn't a this isn't a family friendly show. No. Um Oh, I didn't prepare what, what our, my my portion of it. Do you remember what our first episode was all about, Carly? Yeah. Well what was it? Well mine was Resurrection Mary. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yours was oh hang on, I know this. I know this. I don't I don't think I know it. Wait. I'll give you. Oh, a, oh, give oh you it's a, a it's a mall. The, the West the, Edmonton Mall. Yes, it was. I've been uh, uploading these to YouTube. That's the only reason I know. Episode two: The Birds and the Beasts. What was that one about? Um, the birds aren't real. Conspiracy and the Almis. Episode three: Seven Gates of Heaven and Hell. <laughs> Heaven's Gate Cult and uh, the Seven Gates to Hell. Yes, that's right. <laughs> episode 3a halloween ep- halloween bonus episode we read you reddit stories i think we did other stuff too yeah okay we read you reddit stories we we would first there was a we, list. we did two we did two listener suggestions one bridge from central illinois and one i don't then we helped um oh yeah yeah, yeah. then we did the the we helped bird pick and uh, uh chris Cryptid to romance. Yeah. Slash we did cryptid fuck Mary Kill. Yeah. hmm And then we yeah, then we did dramatic readings of Reddit threads of about paranormal sightings. Yeah. Is, do you have a favorite episode that we've done in the past year? I liked the Jeffrey Epstein episode. Yeah? The first yeah. one? Yeah. I it was the better first... than the second one. Yeah, I like the first Jeffrey. We need to Epstein do a third episode. one. We keep saying that. Well, you keep we keep saying that, and then last time we tried to do the second one, the whole week you're like, I don't know what else to talk about. 
So I just uh, stopped mentioning it. Mentioning it. Uh, what's a what's another favorite of mine? I thought the uh, wait. There's been a couple recent ones. I think more recent ones in the past couple months that have been really good. Oh yeah. Um, but then I think uh, there was a <laughs> there was a couple weeks in there where ooh, they were really bad, and we were like. <laughs> Like recently, I think we were both really tired and we were like, all right, let's just get this over with. So we've had some good ones and some really bad ones. Has for the magic sure. been lost, Carly? Shut up. <laughs> Is, have you lost your uh, your lust for podcasting? I did a little bit for a little while. Now it's back. The, it's the back. lust is back. It's back, baby. You're back, horned up baby. for podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just hard doing research and stuff. Ooh, all that glitters is not chicken. Episode 50. That was a good one. Well, we had Mike the Headless Chicken and the Glitter Conspiracy. That was oh, a good yeah, one. That was a good one. That was a good one. That, that was, was for really our 50th good one. episode. Curiously, our 50th, our, our, our one year anniversary episode is not our 52nd episode because we released like two at the beginning, to like pre launch or something. And then our third one was the first one that we released on a on a Thursday. Because we, we we recorded two episodes and we're like we will like we'll we'll put them up and see when they get like approved by every all yeah. the platforms and stuff and then when they are we'll officially launch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. Mm-hmm. We and wanted then, to have a couple done. Yeah. Before we. Because yeah, we were excited to start a new a new venture. It was fun. I I'm I'm happy we're still doing it. Yeah, me too. I I I didn't I didn't know how long it's gonna last. I didn't know if we would get through a year. Here's to one more year. Here's to one more year, yeah. <laughs> and we'll reevaluate in a year. <laughs> I'm I I enjoy doing it still. I enjoy doing it too. Um, sometimes it's really difficult to actually research the topic for a week. We should have done every other week, realistically. But then I know that I would have like procrastinated and yeah, just not done anything. Yeah, you're gonna procrastinate either. and do it all the day over day before either way when i do my research more than like the day of like before the day of it seems to go better bless you thank you (laughs) um so do you want to get into it harry has something special for his topic this week yeah i didn't i I didn't i I didn't do the regular thing Uh, i'm sure it's we were trying to find something special to do I didn't do my special portion because I thought we weren't doing it anymore. That's okay. Okay. Mine's a regular topic. Well, I think Harry's people will appreciate that. I think they come to this podcast for something in particular. Maybe they'll hate what I'm doing. And Maybe. Say, I come here for two uh, well-researched stories about two specific uh, topics of paranormal weird interest. And I hate that you're not doing that this time. Is what yeah, people well, say they don't me. have to listen. All right, well, you can yeah, we start yours. Okay. Even if they hate it, we want them to listen. Okay, got it. Just go. All right. So, over the past year, we've we've we, we've researched our share of uh, we, we've we've looked into conspiracy theories and stuff. We know about them a lot. Yeah. Um, and so I have prepared to test Carly's knowledge, a little quiz. Uh, some uh, conspiracy theories um, that, that we, we haven't done, that we have right? not talked about yet okay. on the podcast. Some of them we have not talked about because we just haven't gotten to them. Some of them 
because they do not exist. <laughs> um, and so, some of them are, I don't know, it, it like, it's sort of, I don't know, some of them tr- straddle the line between conspiracy theory versus urban legend and stuff. But it's, you know. That, so my options are. Okay, so your options. So I'm going to, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to describe a conspiracy theory to you. And you're going to have to tell me whether it is. Name and what it is. If it has a name, I will probably give you the name. If it, I'll, pro- I'll just give you like a short description, like okay. a sentence of what the conspiracy theory is. You will tell me if, A, this is a true like conspiracy that there's like actual evidence. It is like a, 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 a typical person a re- could reasonably say that this is a true thing that happened. Okay. Like a real like. Like uh, what's an example deception. of a conspiracy? Um. Okay. This a, chair is very squeaky today. I know. We need to get a new chair in here. Yeah. Well, this we is do. a squeaky chair. Yeah, I agree. It is a squeaky chair. <laughs> okay. So um, what's a con- give me an example of a conspiracy. So like the what's a sorry um that's a good question um like the what's something we've talked about that was like a real conspiracy like a, like Operation Gladio I guess where like there actually are like us and cia like funded and directed like far right actors or were in italy did we talk about yeah we talked about it a little bit it wasn't a, a great thing um sorry let me bring up a list and see if what we've talked about that i can that is like okay never i think they get it what's it yeah like an actual what Okay, what's a conspiracy theory? And then a conspiracy theory is like, you know, like the flat earth thing that like people, it's it's a real thing that like people believe in and are pissed about, you know, Mm -hmm. like, or or maybe not the birds aren't real. The birds aren't real. It's kind of wacky. Like it's, it's not, I, it's, you know, it's arguable how serious everyone is about it, but it's like, it's an existing like thing that people talk about. And the third option is I just made it up. Slash fake fake news. Yeah. So I'm gonna call it fake news. Fake fake news. Or and or I either made it up or I am the only person who believes in it. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna call them hairy conspiracies. Harry conspiracies. They're okay. either totally made up by me slash they were totally made up by me and I actually somewhat believe it. I'm gonna call level. them hairspiracies. Hairspiracies. Okay. So the options are true fact, um No no. Okay. It's conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy theory, and hairspiracy. Hairspiracy. Okay. Yeah. All right. We there... all know that. Okay. Conspiracy means true fact. Yeah. Conspiracy. Conspiracy is like, it's theory real... is debatable. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then hairspiracy is fake. Right. Or fake, fake. Fake as yet. So I, I've just got like, oh my god. Are okay. you going to talk about the real ones a little more after you explain I'll give it to a little me a little bit more? Of, I'll give some details. I'll give you some bullet points on them. Okay. Before I, I or like, after, I guess? After. I don't want to give it away. If I give you too much information, it'll, it'll make it easier for you. All right. Give me, throw them at me. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, I've got about 13 questions here. Oh, good. All right. We're so, going to learn about a lot. Number one. Chuck E. Cheese recycles uneaten pizza slices and uses them to reassemble "quote unquote" new pizzas that they then reserve. Okay, I've 
heard of this. Yeah. So I know it's either a conspiracy theory or a conspiracy. I know Chuck E. Cheese says <laughs> that they don't. That it's just the weirdness shit. Like get their hand roll the dough so the yeah. pieces are weirder shapes. So I'm going to go conspiracy theory on this one. That's what I put as well. Theory. Yes. That, yeah. Good. Like, now we can have a discussion on this because I know what this one is. I yeah. saw it on Twitter. So what do you... I'm so, going to be good at this game. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So that was a thing in 2019 where like, I guess YouTube people mostly and a couple like Twitter people, I think also were like trying to push that. I mean, if you look at the pizzas, mm-hmm. they definitely do look like It seems like all the pieces, pieces are All like, the pieces are different they shapes. They don't fit together. I haven't been to Chuck E. Cheese in a long but time. I haven't, but whenever last time I went to Chuck E. Cheese a long time ago I, and we ordered a pizza, uh-huh. I don't remember the pizza being oddly shaped. Okay. So I, I don't mm. know. Uh, I think some could. Interesting. But how do you recycle? Don't they just sell full pizzas? Well, the the idea is like, like if people like leave part of a pizza on the table, <gasps> they don't eat all of it, oh, and then shit. they take the leftover pizzas pieces from that mm. to put them back together. Oh, I don't like combine <sighs> old pizzas that are like combine half eaten pizzas. I don't think they do that. Yeah, I don't either. I don't think so. But some of the shapes of the pizzas are weird. I've seen. I think unless it would be people a- are doing it themselves to make a point it'd be a cool like serving thing to do where like you just re you you slice up a full pizza and then you just like rearrange all the pieces so they like fit together weird that'd be kind of that that would look and that'd be an interesting way of serving pizza if i had people would start thinking oh they recycle pizza or you do it somewhat out in the open in a non-covid era i'd eat recycled pizza for half off 75% 75% off, so I wouldn't do it half <laughs> off. But I would eat recycled, reheated pizza. Why waste it? I'd eat it. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I don't think I'd pay for it. All right, well, if they gave it to me for free, I'd eat recycled pizza. <laughs> yeah. I don't have many Someone standards. should eat it. Yeah. All right. Anything else about that I don't know, that's, theory? That's all I had on that one, really. All right. I don't know. I didn't really. Hit me with the next one. Okay. Theory number two. Most biodegradable eco-glitter is exactly the same as regular glitter. just has a different name on it. They just... <laughs> no, that's a hairspiracy. We talked about this. I told... I recently... Okay, hang on. Let me give you my explanation of why I think it's a hairspiracy. Okay. This is Harry's own conspiracy that he truly believes. And I'm... I'm positive that it's a hairspiracy because I recently told him what eco glitter was and he heard I watch soap making videos mm-hmm. and they use eco glitter mm-hmm. because it bi- it's biodegradable <laughs> and it's good for it's not I mean it's not bad for the environment because it doesn't not, just stay not as bad okay whatever and so it's biodegradable glitter so it's called eco glitter and I told him about it and he goes I don't think that's real. So <laughs> he he and then he was like, "Are you sure that's not just the same thing as regular glitter? Or how does that work? Is it plastic or does it dissolve?" So I'm gonna say he doesn't buy it, and it's a hairspiracy. What's okay. the answer? Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a point for that one. Um, I it, you're right. I did I did admit that's not a real conspiracy, but I I did look into it some. Um, and uh, there's a. From earlier this month in The Guardian, there's a a report 
um, where researchers at Cambridge University were looking at whether at like the effects of biodegradable glitter versus regular glitter on like river ecosystems and mm -hmm. that they cause the exact same amount of ecological damage <laughs> because uh, why would you tell me that that makes me really sad yeah did you have to ruin eco glitter for me i just well i i mean i don't know i mean i bet it's better it probably it probably it eventually glitter. decomposes yeah. Although one other thing they found is that biodegradable cellulose-based glitter Cellu yeah. has an additional negative impact over regular glitter. Are you serious? Um, in that it encouraged the growth of an invasive species, the New, the <gasps> New Zealand mud snail. But snails are cuties. They are cuties. Oh, that's okay. That's really disappointing to hear. <laughs> I'm going to write to all of my soap-making YouTubers that I watch, not fellow, mm -hmm. I don't make soap, um, that by eco glitter is just as bad as regular glitter. I mean, the, the, this is just, it. I don't want to say it's definitively just as bad. And stuff. This is one like, this is one study, and there is there's a big issue in academia with people not, um, you know, redoing studies. Basically, that's the only that's how you like determine whether they are. You know. Okay, well, I don't blame the soap makers who use it. I'm pretty sure it's mainly soap makers and, and like crafters. Yeah, and like people use like body glitter, body glitter usually... stuff like like uh, yeah, yeah yeah like body products mm -hmm. I, I feel like they just see eco glitter and that it's environmentally friendly and then they buy it and then they use it because they yeah. think oh it's pretty and it's okay to use mm -hmm. because it's like so it's i don't blame them yeah yeah i know it's i mean it's just that it, it's still little bits of plastic that are you know going into the water supply and such well i didn't know that yeah i know I mean, I don't know. Y'all, I'll send you the. I'll send you the link, and you can read it for yourself. All right. Okay. You really need to get a new chair. This one is like extra squeaky. You want me today. to go now and get a new one? Should you? Do you think care. you should? I don't. I mean, it's really we can squeaking. pause if you want. Uh. Uh. No. Just. Just wait. We'll okay. Just I'll try not going. to. I'll try not to rock around. All right. Okay. Number three. Okay. Um. Taco Bell <laughs> removed all potato items from their menu recently. <laughs> Um, as a secret sign of support to a major stockholder of their parent company, um, a, who is a, a Belgian billionaire named Jules Wouters, um, who is currently on trial in Belgium on a kidnapping and attempted murder charges after he kidnapped and attempted to murder a journalist um, who happened to be a member of a wealthy potato growing family. So this is a real, con real, real thing, a, a, consp a real conspiracy a conspiracy theory or a hair spiracy oh my gosh i haven't heard of this at all all i know is that i recently told you that they took potato products off the menu so that was my first thought that it was a hair spiracy but there's so many details that it could be a conspiracy theory i'm not saying it's a conspiracy but also when people are lying, they do give too many details about a specific thing. I'm trying to read his face here and see if I can tell. I ain't giving up any hints. But maybe you looked into it because I we talked about it recently. Who knows? Dang it. Okay. Could have been a... I can see you making this up, but I'm going to... Oh, this is hard. I'm going to go with... 
I, I'm gonna go with conspiracy theory. No, Wrong. is it hairspiracy? Yeah, I made it up. Damn it. I fooled you. Yeah, you did. I, I tricked you. God, that was a good one. You did a lot of like. Damn it! That was. Oh, I knew there were too many details in there to be real. Mm-hmm. Man. All right. Well. Okay. Next. All right. Wait, how'd you come up with that? Oh, I just made it up. The the names and everything. Yeah, I looked up common Belgian names. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. All right. Next, I want I, I want to know. Okay. okay. All right. Just keep going. Uh, yeah, I don't have any details on that one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, real. yeah, All right. <laughs> do, do it. Quest- <laughs> don't rub it in. <laughs> Question four. Um, the United States invaded Iraq in 2003. True. To... to- <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you a half a point. Yes. Uh, to get at Saddam Hussein's um, hidden secret portal to an alien world. <laughs> conspiracy theory. It is a conspiracy theory. What's that about? Um, that is literally what that what I said. The oh. U.S. invaded Iraq to get at Saddam Hussein's portal to an alien world. So they think he has a portal to an alien world? Um, they did at least. Um, Michael Sala, an Australian self-styled expert in quote extraterrestrial politics, believes that the United. <laughs> this is what I wanted to study in school: extraterrestrial <laughs> politics. What? This is the perfect time. Yeah. I mean, this can we can have the this what? episode can uh, provide some inspiration for future oh, research yeah. topics. Oh yeah! Oh um, yeah! No, this is good. X. Ex- okay, I'm just, wait. Let me type this out. Keep telling me. I'm gonna type out. I'm, extra just, I'm, I'm just reading a couple of paragraphs. I'm just reading a couple of paragraphs here from uh, the New Arab um, and news website, um, an English language Arab news site. Um, Michael Sala, an Australian self-styled expert in extraterrestrial politics believes that the United States and its allies invaded the country to take control of Hussein's access to alien weapons through the Stargate. Salah believes that extraterrestrials from an undiscovered 10th planet in the solar system have long been interfering in human politics. Excuse me. Um, I think that was a big part of the reason why the Bush administration went into Iraq to stop Hussein from revealing this information and to also get control themselves, Salah said, according to British newspaper The Daily Star. I buy this. You yeah. know what? I'm into it. Look, I, <laughs> look, I, I typed it out. Extraterrestrial politics. All right, very good. I'm going to talk about this, see if it's a real thing. <laughs> like a really, like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's the truth behind the U.S. invasion of Iraq. Mm. They didn't talk about that on blowback. No. You know... This brings, uh, I'm thinking of new topics. I'm very excited for the next two episodes just because I think I know what I'm doing. Okay. And one of them is local mm-hmm. to Harry and I, our hometown. Yes. And then one of them is also kind of local because our friend from where we grew up but not uh, uh-huh. get told us about this is like a personal experience for them. Oh. And then when we looked into it, it was a larger web. Oh, wait. Oh, is this? Oh, are you talking about? Okay. We, I don't, don't want to mention who it is or what, because I don't want to give them any bad press because it, it is a business. But 
they yeah 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 and so my friend told me that they got something in the mail i'll say that they got something in the mail that was weird uh-huh. and then when i was looking into it because i'm like a sleuther is that a word <laughs> sure <laughs> i really like to get dig i'm like this is so weird so i was trying to figure out what this piece of mail who it was from because there was no like name on it or anything mm-hmm. so i was trying to figure it out and then i i okay i shouldn't anyway i found out it was a much larger conspiracy theory conspiracy i guess much larger web of weirdness than i thought that isn't just related to her mm-hmm. and it's very fascinating so stay tuned because that one's really good it is weird as crap because i never thought i'd be thrown into my own like because i i discovered it for her not i didn't discover it but and i want to tell the world about this so then if anyone else has experienced similar things they can um Mm -hmm. they can tell everyone anyway that's my tangent. We can go on. Okay. Anyway, I've just been doing research on these two topics for a very long time. So they're going to be very well researched and very well thought out. Anyway, <laughs> and they're my own investigations that I've done into yeah. things that are not like at all well known because they're not re- like they're real, but they're not big. And there's no real answers. It's only conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, so look forward to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Question five. Ooh, five. All right. Um, I drop manufacturers make the hole in the dropper too big. So like half of the eye drop liquid just gets wasted. And so they can sell more bottles of eye drops. Oh. Um, that's tough. I'm going to say, so I drop, so I drop, I drop containers. Yeah. They make the hole too big that the drop, the dropper like too big. So it makes too big of drops so that you waste a whole, you get way, way more than you need on your eye. So and it even tells you like two to three drops, but really you're putting like five or six in there because they're too big. I guess so. Yeah. Are they telling you like to put too much in your eye as well? I would guess so, yeah. Okay, I'm going to say conspiracy. You're right. Is that right? Yeah, it's real. Is that a real conspiracy? Like that's scientifically kind of backed up ish? There was like a big. In in, in 2017, um, ProPublica did an expose on. Uh, with the title, um, Wasted Medicine Drug Companies Make Eye Drops Too Big and You Pay for the Waste. What? And then the subheading, uh, the makers of cancer drugs also make vials with too much medication for many patients. The excess drugs are tossed in the trash. Whoa. Another reason healthcare costs are so high. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I was also looking at... I actually didn't know that. A, um, the, the, also, the same thing kind of also happens with um, toothpaste. or Well, at some point, toothpaste manufacturers started making the hole in the toothpaste bottle they squeeze the toothpaste out of bigger so that you use more toothpaste than you need wow that's dirty so is this like a case of we all know it's kind of true but they don't admit to it they don't admit that it's true yeah mm-hmm. pretty much because this could just be fact but what what makes it not just a fact i mean i guess it is just a f- well i guess that it was like 
hidden and that it's a yeah okay it was like hidden from us yeah it's like a little sh- a little shady a in the shadows kinda. yeah yeah I, I some of these like are sort of borderline conspiracy cases some of them are just like kind of shady shams and some of them are if they're true some of them are more urban legends if they're not true but they're all i mean they're in the conspiracy-ish family i don't know yeah, I'd say it's a conspiracy, yeah. All right, so That's you get crazy. a point. You get a point for that one. Okay. Um, all right. Question 6. Um, the organization Extinction Rebellion is a psyop to turn public opinion against the environmental movement. What's a psyop? It's like a it's like an intention it's a thing that I'm thinking you wrote this because you use big words when you try to <laughs> confuse me and make to make you sound cooler <laughs> like a psyop is uh, basically that like this environmental activist group you, it, it does like um stupid things because they're actually a, want oh. to like discredit other environment the whole environmental movement got it so they're an environmental group that yeah. does ridiculous things to make people think that all environmentalist people are bad yeah, or crazy, like to like... Or not real, or like they're... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh... <sighs> well, I want to say hairspiracy, but I'm not. I'm going to go with... this. Feel I feel like this could have some weight to it, though. Like there could be some... You know, I'm going to say conspiracy theory. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll give you a point. It's sort of a... Is it it a conspiracy? No, it's more of a, it's a, like a, it's on the, it's a sort of a hair-spiracy, sort of a conspiracy theory. Wait, it's a hair-spiracy. No, it does seem to be other people who also believe this. Um, I, it's... It, it, there's not like a big like. So I was when I said I want to say hairspiracy, but I'm gonna say conspiracy theory. I was like, right. It seems like there are. There's not it's like, like in a, between one. Yeah, there's. It doesn't seem like anyone has published like a grand unified theory of uh, extinction rebellion conspiracy. But like everyone's like this group is. A lot of people are like it, we're the, the the motives of this group are unclear and seem it's they seem shady. What do they like, do? That makes people. That makes they're so they're groups. they're they started in the UK, um, but they are. I don't necessarily think ne- that they're one hundred percent like trying to discredit the environmental movement, but they definitely want to make sure that any environmental activism doesn't go in a very much too left way. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, the, 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 one of the big things that they did a while ago was a group of them were pro, were like trying to protest against like, f- I don't know, stage like a big protest, and so they shut down a, a subway station in London, um, as a and per- specifically a subway station in a, a, a lower income working class neighborhood, like during morning rush hour stuff. Yeah, wait, why would they do that? Because they're a psyop, Carly. Yeah, that's when you disrupt traffic. Yeah, exactly. Traffic. They should have been. That's dis- the envi- That's what's killing the environment. Yeah, not disrupting the subway car traffic in a rich neighborhood. In a rich. Na- what? Um, uh, they were also. Are you sure they're not just dumbasses? <laughs> um. That too. 
<laughs> yeah, they they very well could be just be like dumbasses. Um but either way, they're it has the same effect whether they're like intentionally trying to like cause problems for the environmental movement and climate justice movement um or whether they just are not good at activism. <laughs> they also were like staging big protests against um Evo Morales, who the former president of Bolivia, who was unseated in a U.S.-backed right-wing coup, um, and then his MAS party just just re-won an election a year later, um, so they'll be back in party. But they were like against him because he was, um, you know, using the um, he was like bringing that country out of poverty basically um, by um, you know doing mining and all the like stuff that every other country in the world does basically but he was do he was a socialist politician and so they supported the coup against him basically okay yeah. so they hate poor people is what i'm hearing it's it seems like a group of mainly like white middle class people who want to get who want to do activism but Suck go about it. it in like a very um yeah not very active way <laughs> yeah not a very act- effective way we'll say yeah i don't know all right you know what? you're gonna get so, a new chair sorry okay we're back all right what's the what's the next one okay. question seven okay we think that we are living in the year 2020 ad <laughs> oh, no. but actually it is currently the year 1723 oh okay um is there anything else you want to say to me about this, or is that it? Um, okay, how about that's it? I will go with conspiracy theory. I'm going to say, I don't know. I actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say conspiracy theory. Okay. And, yeah, and, and, and you're right it about that. It seems like a Bible thing, but um, maybe not. It's religion-associated. Yeah, it seems religious, like um, a religious thing. So, so there, it's... It's the phantom time hypothesis, um, which this... Uh, I think I could get on board with this only because how can how can we know what year it is? Let's be real. <laughs> I'm going to start a new conspiracy theory. Okay, just continue. So it hypothesizes a conspiracy by the Holy Roman Emperor Otto III, Pope Sylvester II, and possibly the Byzantine Emperor Constantine VII, um, to fabricate the Anno Domini na- dating system um, retrospectively, um, so like basically add 297 years into history that never happened, um, like during the Middle Ages. Wait, so they added a bunch of years to this time? Yeah. So basically, it was they wanted it. They wanted to be in to be what? in the year 1000 A.D. So that they would have a special place in history. Basically, they were they were the big rulers in 1000 AD: the Pope, the Holy Roman Emperor, and possibly the Byzantine Emperor. Because you know that's a that's an auspicious time. So basic. So they went in and they they changed. They declared basically that it was now the year 1000 or whatever, or it was going to be soon. So it's more of a conspiracy then. People actually did this. No. They did not. It's just this. Oh, theory. people think that's this is what the, happened. This is the theory. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That they like that the Middle Ages oh, like didn't happen. Basically, that they didn't happen. That's and why that people are, and so we're not actually in. I was very confused about what you're saying. So yes, people think. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah made up a bunch of years. So now mm-hmm. we're in 2020, but we're not. That's how, because uh, in European history, there's not a lot of like recorded history. Not a lot happened in history between, I don't know, in like between 614 and 911 AD, basically. You know what? I can get on board with and this. And so they added in 297. They just said, um, and or well, they're. They're saying that's why there's not a lot of like recorded history between those years because See, they didn't I, happen and they just added in those numbers. Okay, so I, I don't be, I don't believe that I don't, but I can definitely see the conclusion because of like what I mean. If there's not much recorded history, like think about it. If you were like a real hardcore conspiracy theorist and right. nothing really happened where you live, and nothing, and it's like hmm. Nothing really happened these 200 some odd years. You're going to be like, you know what? I bet they didn't actually happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing is, a lot did happen, just not in Europe. I mean, well, I mean. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If not much happened that you were learning about in school, because you learn about your own stuff. If you're only learning about everyone else's stuff, Mm -hmm. it's going to be like, I don't think this existed. Yeah. I mean, Charlemagne, Charlemagne, the emperor, did like take over a lot of europe during that time he's a major historical figure but if you forget about him it makes sense (laughs) yeah i mean it's not real but i can definitely i i like the um i I like the idea Mm -hmm. okay so uh, you got a point you got a point for that one um i'm doing good at this you are you're doing well question eight okay the movie jaws was in part funded by the oil industry to tamp down on outcry over the ecological impact of offshore drilling. Oh. Okay, wait. Um, wait, can you repeat it? The movie Jaws was in part funded by the oil and gas industry to tamp down on outcry over the ecological impact of offshore drilling. Hmm. They didn't want people, they were ramping up offshore drilling. It was the 70s, there was a bigger, the green environmental movement was picking up steam. They didn't want people to get too on board with being pissed off at the oil industry and them wrecking the oceans. So they're like, the ocean's scary. There are dangerous sharks in it that don't want to kill you. Oh, um, I cannot. Okay, this is either a conspiracy or a hairspiracy because I feel like there could be a lot of evidence that this it either did happen, like they did fund it, or you're making this up. I'm gonna say hairspiracy. You're right. Or as far as I know, it's a hairspiracy. It could be true. That's a good and one. I, did, though. I didn't really look into it that much. I just came up with the idea and put it down. I don't know if it's. I might have just stumbled into. It seemed a like a thing fact. you would come up with. That's. I just know you too well. Yeah, you're right. Except I don't. I got tricked by your Taco Bell one. I know. I yeah. You did. They're hot. Uh, yeah. This is. These are good. I really thought I'd be able to tell more, but I'm just honestly, <laughs> I'm going with the gut most of the time. But I really don't know. Oh man, your gut is I don't know if you should go with that. That causes you a lot of problems. <laughs> I don't know. You're always in pain from your gut. <laughs> my gut is not good, let me tell you. There's so many things wrong with my gut. Okay. Continue. Okay. All right. Number nine. Okay. 
1918 flu epidemic wasn't actually caused by the influenza virus, but by tainted aspirin and other medicines. I'm going to say conspiracy theory. You're right. It's yeah, like that totally sounds like something anti-medicine people yeah, it's like would a, come up it's with. It's an anti-vaxxer thing. Yeah. Early in the anti-vax thing. Um, it's loose. There's like a very loose connection to the truth where during that time they were... They were using very large doses of aspirin to, like, treat the virus, um, like, yeah, very dangerous by current standards that probably caused a lot of people to die, like, extra deaths, a pretty, not a huge number, but, right. like, yeah, okay. it was the, the influenza actually was <laughs> was killing people, Yeah, but a few more people died because they d- didn't know how to treat them properly. Because they gave him too much medicine. Too much medicine. See, I understand being skeptical to a point mm-hmm. about what you are putting in your body. Just because it can be, we- like, especially newer things and, like, uh, I don't know, like being cautious, I'll say, about what you're putting in your body and how sure. much. Um, especially medicine-wise. But anti-vaxxers can go to hell. <laughs> Like, come on. And, like, people who think that the influence... Like, that's ridiculous. But I also don't think you should be like, I will take any medicine, anytime, anywhere, any place, however much you want me to take, doc. Sure, I mean, maybe... I always listen to what my doctor tells me, so I can't really... I I can't (laughs) say that I... But I I I understand the people who are cautious about it, but are still getting their vaccines and taking the medicine their doctor tells them to but i can kind of sort i'm not one of them really i'm like yeah i'll take the medicine but you know everyone i don't know i mean even you are like i don't like taking ibuprofen too much sure you know can't be that good for your body no it can't be yeah i mean you know (laughs) i mean wasn't it isn't a thing that like there were doctors who were like being paid to like over or being encouraged to like over prescribe like opiates and stuff yeah i mean that's why i I don't judge people for being cautious about like what they're putting what kind of medicine they are putting into their body something doesn't feel right you gotta you gotta take take stock of that yeah so i get it i know this has nothing to do with the topic i just want i mean like kind of but not really but i just wanted to throw that out there you know Mm -hmm. i they all those wacky people can die, but and they will die. Yeah, they're all gonna die, but we're all gonna die. <laughs> they're gonna die sooner. Yeah, and a lot of us will die sooner because of them. Ugh, yeah, I know. Question ten. Okay. The racetracks in the original Mario Kart games <laughs> spell out coded message about Japanese politics. Spell <laughs> coded messages. About like in, Japanese politics. I can see you coming up with this because you're into video games. So I can see you coming up with a video game based conspiracy. But also, that's an interesting, that seems like a Reddit theory. Like a. It's definitely not a conspiracy. That's okay. definitely not real. Okay. But. <laughs> But I can definitely see it being like a, like, yeah, like a Reddit, like an internet um, theory on like Reddit or Twitter or something. Um, but I can also see it being a hairspiracy. <sighs> um, 
Let's see. I'm gonna say hairspiracy. Yeah, it's a it's a hairspiracy. Is it a hairspiracy? The <laughs> only reason I decided last minute hairspiracy was because you started typing on your computer. So I'm like, he's seeing if it is a Reddit thing. <laughs> Thank you. He's seeing if it is a real thing. I know I shouldn't have done that. No, but I was. I would have totally guessed conspiracy theory, but then you like awkwardly started like trying to discreetly type, but I can see your fingers typing, <laughs> and I'm like, he's looking it up right now. Like as soon as I was I like, I bet it's a Reddit theory. He starts going. And I'm like, this bitch is looking it up. <laughs> That's a good one, though. You know what? We, you should be in the business of creating conspiracy theories on Reddit. <laughs> yeah. The CIA should pay me. Or Honestly, though. A lot of money. Yeah. Maybe they do pay us. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. Next. Number 11. Before he was president... Barack Obama was part of a secret CIA teleportation research program <laughs> program and has been to Mars. <laughs> um, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> conspiracy theory. You don't think it's real? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think that's real. All right, you're right. Um, is it a conspiracy theory? It is. It is a thing. Um, yeah, it's a real I, thing that people think. Apparently. Wow. Um, uh, so yeah, a headline from Wired, um, January 3rd, 2012, White House denies CIA teleported Obama to Mars. <laughs> Forget <laughs> Kenya, never, never mind the secret madrasses. The sinister, shocking truth about Barack Obama's past lies not in East Africa, but in outer space. As a young man in the early 1980s, Obama was part of a secret CIA project to explore Mars. That's the assertion, at least, of a pair of self-proclaimed self time travelers no. who swear they traverse time and space at the government's behest. No. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so these two guys <gasps> claim that they teleported to Mars and were in this program with Barack Obama when he was a teenager. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we need to do an episode on that because that is funny. We need to stop talking about it so we have enough information to do a full episode because okay. this is great. Wait, wait, wait. What would you call this one? Um, Obama Mars. I don't know. <laughs> Obama Mars teleportation. Yeah, tele tele. I'm typing this I out. I think that's everyone. what I googled when I like. Oh, they can probably hear this me typing this, can't they? <laughs> anyway, um, all right. Well, is this the last one coming up, or is uh, there two more? There's two more. All right. So there are 13 questions. We're on. Yeah, Here comes number thought. 12. Okay. Um, so, chef, author, and TV personality Julia Child was also a spy for the Allied powers during World War II. <laughs> um, hmm. I... Oh, man. I'm going to say I almost want to, um, this seems like something you would write. I'm going to go with hairspiracy. Mm, no, is it wrong. conspiracy theory? It's uh, pretty, pretty much true. <gasps> what? Okay. My, my first gut reaction was conspiracy theory. And then I went with hairspiracy, but so I was completely off on that one. So this is a conspiracy. Yeah. Or like, a um, yeah, like just like a fact, I guess. Um, so before, so conspiracy before, theory. so she 
yeah, she started like cook do going like culinary classes and stuff in 1948 when her husband got transferred to work in the Paris like a uh, uh, information officer or whatever. Yeah. But before that, before before she was like in, uh, into cooking and stuff, she worked she worked in the OSS, which was the precursor to the CIA, the Office of Strategic Services. Um, sometime she started off as like a clerk, like a typist person, and she would just like type up thousands of like names on little white note cards. Um, and then she was trans. She was in China, basically, where she was the head of like a department, and she was like handling all handling all kinds of like top secret what? stuff. Um, she. And during her time in Ceylon, Julia handled highly classified papers that dealt with the invasion of the Malay Peninsula. Um, Julia was fascinated with the work, even when there were moments of danger. Um, what? So she, this is cool. Yeah, she was like a... This is a cool lady. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, She's she is. She's a cool lady. Yeah. Uh, Julia was sent overseas, worked in Ceylon, present-day Sri Lanka, and Kunming, China. D- during these last two years in the OSS, Julia served as chief of the OSS registry. Um, Julia, having top secret, top security clearances, knew every incoming and outgoing message that passed throughout her office as her registry was serving all the intelligence branches. Well, I can see why. Didn't she just start cooking because she got really bored? Yeah, pretty much. I can see why she was <laughs> bored after she was done with that job. Yeah, it's she and her husband were both basically spies. That is awesome. <laughs> like, it's, I'm not quite sure like how much in the cia.gov article about her um it doesn't like say that she was like out like doing wiretaps and stuff and like but but she was like you know she was in charge of at least an office where lots of spies worked (laughs) that's really cool Mm -hmm. no that's cool i had no idea yeah no it's it's legit sweet all right well that was awesome Mm mm-hmm What's the last question? Number 13. Um, let's see. Uh, Talladega Motor Speedway in Talladega, Alabama, mm-hmm. um, was built to cover up a site where the government was excavating an ancient burial ground for aliens. <laughs> I'm going to say conspiracy theory. No, I made it up. No way. Are you serious? Yeah, I made it up. I made it all up. Man, my last two just really went to... <laughs> Didn't do too good, yeah. huh? You made that one up? Man, I really thought your last one would have been like a... Hmm. Yeah, I know. It, it should have been a should have been a real one. No, I really liked number 12. 12 that was one good. was good. Should have, should have stopped at 12. No, yeah. I think... No. Lucky number 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 13. Okay, let's see how many points you got. You got yeah, yeah, one, yeah. One, two. Don't three, forget my half. Four and a half. Five and a half. Six and a half. Seven and a half. Eight and a half. Nine and a half. Ten and a half. You got ten and a half out of thirteen possible points. You only Are got you three sure? wrong. Yeah, yeah I got, got three wrong. Yeah, you got three wrong. You got twelve. Oh yeah, yeah there's thirteen questions. I thought there was twelve questions, so I'm like, wait, I got three wrong, not two. Yeah, you got Taco Bell, you got Julia Child, and uh, Talladega Speedway. So I did pretty good. You did pretty good. But um, you were you were good at tricking me. I'll say. I fooled you. Fooled your ass. I, I can honestly say I can kind of tell when you're lying or trying to tell a lie, like, whenever it was yours. Mm-hmm. Just because I would look at you and you would, like, give me this very, like, you were really trying not to show me any emotions. And you'd go, <laughs> mm-hmm, as I would talk. And I'm like, he seems like, he, he's just not good at lying to me. 
Yeah, you're right. <laughs> or maybe that's what I want you to think. Uh-huh. I know, but that's then I can tell you're like, maybe this is what I want you to think. Whoa, like you're trying to do mind games. But I'm like, Harry, you're being obvious. No, <laughs> no, I think I was just good at uh, figuring yeah. this out. Man, that took longer than I, than I expected it to. I guess I should have seen that coming. I thought that this would be like... This was a good segment. Yeah, I thought that would take like 10 minutes. <laughs> well, I talk a lot. And I ask many questions. Hey, <laughs> so, that's not bad. That's, not, that's a good thing. Sorry, I'm getting up to grab my water. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell mine anyway, even though we're almost at like an hour now. That's okay. It's our fifth and one year episode. Yeah, that was, good, that was good. That was good. I really liked that segment. That was fun. Um, so are you ready to hear about mine? We should just hop right into it. Yeah, we should. It's going long. So I actually, I did a topic. Um... That actually, uh, our friend Bird, they suggested it to me a very long time ago. They messaged me on Instagram and they were, they sent me an article from Snopes that Uh was like, hey, this is really interesting. And some of them might have even had a radiation something something going on and i was like all right i like this so then i started and then i just found i read it and then i was like oh yeah i'm gonna do that and that was like months ago and then i like stumbled across it again because i went to message them about Mm -hmm. something and then i was like oh my god wait they messaged me this i should look into this and then i'm like oh this is what i'm doing this week (laughs) all right so I'm doing the, I don't know how to pronounce this. I should have looked it up, but I'm going to call it Dyatlov Diet, Pass. The Dyatlov Pass Incident. Okay. Do you know anything about this? I've heard of it. Okay. I do not. I, a bunch of people died. That's yeah. all I know. So my, my sources in Russia. are from Snopes, Atlas Obscura, CNN, and a website called dyatlovpass.com. Which is actually a website completely dedicated to all things Diet Love Pass cool. incident related. Like they have all the photos that were found in the cameras on the victims, all the um, declassified documents, all the everything. Like they have everything you could possibly. It, it, there's so much information on that website. It's crazy. Um, so. Are you ready to hear about this? Yeah, I want to hear about it. It sounds really, it sounds like I would like it. It has a lot of conspiracy theories in it. Good. So this is one big conspiracy episode. Yeah. All right. So in 1959, the frozen bodies of nine, of a nine-member ski hiking expedition that had gone missing weeks uh, before in northern Urals, Urals, Ural. Urals of the Soviet Union were found near their campsite on a mountain called... Kolot, there's a lot of Russian names and Russian, like, <laughs> so I'm not going to know it. Kolot, Syakol, which according to Russian sources means dead mountain in the indigenous Mansi language. Mansi language. Stop. Uh, made up mostly of students, the group, made up mostly of students and graduates from the Ural Polytechnic Institute, a few hundred miles away in Yekaterinburg, then called Sverdlovsk. 
(laughs) (laughs) The team had set out on January 27th to reach another mountain about seven miles away called Gora Atorten, which means don't go there in Mansi. Mansi. Okay. Um, (laughs) Bad idea for a trip then. Yeah, I know. I'm like dead mountain and don't go there. That one especially, I don't would say. Don't go there. Probably don't go there. Yeah. Why would they do that? I know. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> All right. So their campsite was made on the slopes of Kolat Cycle, dead mountain. Cycle. I don't know. At about 6,000, at about 3,600 feet. All the travelers, eight of them in their early to mid-twenties, with one named Zola Torov in his uh, late thirties, were experienced mountaineers, having skied across frozen lakes and totally uninhabited areas to get there. Despite gross weather and slower progress than they'd planned, their last diary entries... So, actually, they all, like, well, most of them kept a diary throughout the trip... And you can actually read all of their diary entries on the dietlovepass.com. Mm. They have all of their diary entries like recorded. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that like, sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they found all of their diaries. Uh-huh. And so you can read all of their diary entries. Okay. On this website. I, I take it their diary entries are pretty interesting. Um or are they? Yeah, I don't know. I read some of them. They're interesting, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um Wait, wait, wait. Okay, where was I? Uh, okay. So their late, their last diary entries reflected high spirits, oh, even okay. though it wasn't going as planned. But they were, they seemed to be pretty happy. Yeah, sure. Um, they even, oh, I thought this was cute. They produced a little uh, newspaper about the trip, uh, that they called the Evening Ortaten, okay. uh, and they gave it. Um, so they when they were writing. The newspaper, one of the headlines was, from now on, we know that the snowmen exist. It goes to say, um, quote, they can be met in the northern Urals next to Otorten Mountain. And they think that they were joking, referring to themselves Ah, as the snowmen. The snowmen. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was cute. Anyway. So police and military investigators charged with solving the case were baffled by what they found. Oh boy! So you, they found they were found. Remember, they were found just dead. They're just Their frozen bodies were found. Frozen dead. Yeah, um, the skier's tent. So this is interesting, and it'll kind of come back up later. I don't know. This one is just an interesting. All the little details are weird. Okay. Like you think there's a normal like a reasonable explanation and you're going to be like yeah it's obviously this but then if you look at all the weird details it's like but why did these things happen mm-hmm. so the skiers' tent had been sliced open like okay. from the inside from the inside okay and hurriedly abandoned their belongings were still inside but the skiers weren't so the placement and condition of their bodies, some found as far as a kilometer and a half, almost a mile, from the tent and buried under four meters of snow. So I'll explain to you a little more about the, the incident and how they were found, I guess. Okay. So six of the skiers died of hypothermia and three died of injuries. 
Okay. They died separately. Two of them were found under a cedar tree near the remains of a fire, while okay. three others were found in intervals of hundreds of feet from the tree, and four more were in a ravine another 200 feet away. 250 feet away. Okay. The two under the tree had burned hands. Oh. The four in the ravine weren't found until May 4th, three months after the incident. So five of them were initially found. Mm -hmm. And then four of them, I believe there was nine of them. Four of them were found like three months later after the snow had like melted or something. Hmm. So, um, Ludmila Dubinini's foot was wrapped in a piece of Yuri Krivonisichenko's pants. So one of the girl's foots, foot, foot was wrapped in a piece of another member's pants. Okay. While Semyon Zolotarov was found wearing Dubinina's hat and coat. And mm. some garments had cuts in them as though they were forcibly removed. Oops. Sorry, I, guess I didn't mean to... After, well, I, I guess. Hmm. So after. How I, are they wearing each other's clothing? I don't know. It's weird. They lost theirs. So there's more weird stuff. This is all kind of jumbled and it's kind of unorganized and I apologize. So I'm just going to keep reading. And then once I hit a point to where I think I've told you all of the information, we can discuss all of the details. Okay. So, uh, consistently, there were eight or nine sets of footprints in the snow, accounting only for the skiers and not suggesting another party's involvement. Right. So, there was no sign of a struggle or any other human or animal approaching the campsite. And there was a snowstorm the night of February 2nd, which is when it was determined via their diaries that they died. Okay. So after the first five bodies were found, a legal inquest began, eventually determining that the cause of death for them was hypothermia. The death seemed pretty straightforward, um, even though they were found in stages, various stages of undress, including one just in his underwear. Um, but they explained it away as paradoxical undressing, yeah. which happens in about 25% of hypothermia uh, victims as the hypothalamus uh, malfunctions in body temperatures seem to rise when it is really dropping. Yeah. So then they take off clothes because they're getting really hot. Yeah. They, but they think they're getting really hot. Again, they feel really hot. Yeah. But again, it was determined that the tent was cut open from the inside and all of their stuff was still in it. I mean, I guess if they were. Well, I mean, well, so why didn't they just unzip it? Like, if they were in a hurry, why why'd they try to find a knife and, like, <laughs> chop through it instead of just unzipping the thing? Because they were, they were dying of hypothermia and weren't thinking straight. But why were they dying of hypothermia in the tent? They there had, was a snowstorm. It was really cold. They had clothes. They had warm clothes. Yeah. It was already bad weather. They were already experiencing snowstorms every day. There's right. no reason for them to be experiencing hypothermia in their tent. Okay. Um, so, let's all, see. All of their equipment got wet, and so it wasn't like insulating them, like their sleeping bags and stuff? I don't know. To all appearances, they appeared to have left the tent out of their own volition and in a hurry. 
Bizarrely, Zolotarov fled the camp with his camera, but not his gear. Like, anything. He just took his camera with him. Weird. None of his coats or anything like that. And also, if he's in a hurry, why the camera? He's doing paradoxical undressing. What does he need the camera for? Uh... So, as well, Rustem Slobodin, who, along with Dyatlov and Zina Kolmogorova, seemed to have died in a pose indicating that they were trying to return to the tent. Hmm. They had a small... Okay, this guy, Rustem Slobodin, uh, had a small crack in his skull... But it was ruled that the elements were that killed him were what killed him, not the fracture. No external wounds were discovered. Okay. Um, okay. So the four bodies in the ravine that were found later yeah. were found and examined. What of them? So both Dubanina and Zolotarev had fractured ribs. Okay. While Nikolai uh, had a major skull fracture. One of the investigators compared the force required to injure a human so severely to that of a car crash. Hmm. The injuries were absolutely not caused by force exerted by another human being. Okay. Once again, no soft tissue damage was observed, as though the skier's bodies were crushed by pressure. When Dubonini was found to be missing... Okay, so Dubonini was found missing her tongue. Oh, Okay. The theory of another party's possible involvement arose again. Could the, could the injuries have happened because they fell fell into the ravine? But Maybe. well, there was no soft tissue damage. No. So like they weren't like there was no like bruising and stuff or like. No, she just didn't have a tongue. And the, and, and her they rib, all had I broken. Think was... So like it's not like she didn't fall into the ravine and like bite off her tongue because no. she would have had like bruises and scrapes. They and never like, found the tongue either. It's just mm. gone. I guess uh, the, the the melting snow washed it away, or someone took it. Uh, but there was absolutely no indication of other people having been nearby, um, apart from the other travelers and the Dyatlov's group. Um, not even the native Mansi people, who sometimes were known to inhabit the area, uh, and so. A lot of these theories seem pretty racist to me. Some of like okay. because a lot of people think it was like the Mansi people who did it, or mm-hmm. even though there's no indication that people were around, the Mansi people definitely took this woman's tongue just for fun. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What? Uh, uh. Like it's just very. I'm like, but there was no. Right. I think they're just trying to. A lot of the theories are trying to blame. The indigenous peoples that live yeah there so it sounds like so i'm trying not to include that i'm just trying to say that people thought that maybe someone else did the tongue but not even the indigenous people who live there were known like there was, there no, was no indication that, that they were there, there. Yeah. so i'm saying that they had nothing to do with it Probably. some theories say that they do but i'm not going to go into those because i just think they're racist there's no evidence to it mm-hmm. they just want to make them out to be like these Savages. Like savages, yeah. Um, so, but the, okay, so the tongue wasn't the only thing missing from the woman. 
The soft tissue around the woman's eyes, eyebrows, nose bridge, upper lip, and cheekbone were also missing. It was missing. It was just gone. Okay. Not to mention the eyes themselves. And their and her eyes. Okay. Could, but it, yeah. Could that have been eaten by an animal or something? Maybe, but wouldn't you be able to tell that it was like eaten by something? I guess so. I mean, if it just, I guess if it doesn't go into any more detail, then it's hard to say whether that's because there is no more detail or because they're just omitting details. That's true. So, the most baffling and final fact I have for you about this crime scene, I think, or okay. maybe not crime scene, but the scene is. Some of the skiers' clothing was found to contain significant levels of radiation. Oh. That is my paper rustling because I whipped it. <laughs> significant levels of radiation. Mm-hmm. Why? I guess that's why they felt hot. They were taking their clothes off. Isn't that crazy, though? Yeah. Like It's interesting. So just remember that when you think... I think I'm pretty sure I know what this is because it all seems like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But then if you add up all the little details. Yeah. Uh, well, I, so uh, right now. OK. So putting aside the radiation thing, my thought is before we before we get into that, um, there were in the tent. Someone like went kind of crazy. Someone someone lost it for some reason. They cut the tent open. Um, and they ran out, and then other people chased after them. Oh, this is a good theory, actually. This isn't one of the... And well, so, it kind of is. But... And that's how they all ended up out of the tent, like, in various in various levels of various levels of dress and undress and at different distances from the tent. They were running after someone or maybe more than one person, and they were... Some of someone was already kind of crazy or was hypothermic, and other people became hypothermic on um, while they were trying to get the other person back. This is a good theory. Um, but no, this is a good theory. Uh, that doesn't explain how their clothes got irradiated. Yeah, so. Th- so that's a good um, theory. I think when you hear the very final theory, you're going to agree with that one. Okay. I'm, I'm, so I'm let's go into the, the, the theories here. Ready? Yeah. So the first one is UFOs or just more specific. Okay. Unidentified flying objects. No one said anything about aliens, but this theory is called fireballs in the sky. Oh. It was reported that eyewitnesses in the northern Urals saw fast-moving balls of fire in the night sky around the time of the Dyatlov Pass incident. Mm. It has been suggested, plausibly, that these were Soviet missile or rocket tests. But another theory holds that the fireballs, whenever whatever they in fact may have been, exploded or emitted a beam of unspecified energy that directly caused the skiers' deaths. Okay. The theory was proposed 31 years after the fact by one of the original investigators on the case. Okay. A former public prosecutor named Lev Ivanov, but Ivanov's fireball theory presupposes that the reported sightings match up with the actual date of the incident of February 2nd, an assumption that has been challenged by another author, Russian mountaineer Evgeny Bayanov. 
who says he found no verifiable reports of unidentified flying objects in the Urals on those dates. Hmm. Before Ivanov's 1990 article came out, the predominant explanations for the Dyatlov deaths focused on straightforward natural causes um, or secret government activity, such as a military or KGB operation the skiers unknowingly stumbled upon. Despite the declassification and release of the case files in the intervening years, um, the original documents did little to resolve lingering questions and, in fact, only seemed to prompt further outlandish speculation. Did I miss something in here? There was a thing that... that the... the site of the deaths Uh were blocked off for three years and... The case files were classified information. Oh. So no one was allowed to go there for three years. It was blocked off, closed to the public for three years. Hmm. And for years, the documents about the case were classified information. Now that's interesting. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. It's in here somewhere. Because I was like, that's weird. That is weird. Okay, well, wait, it's right here. <laughs> okay. When did I miss this? I don't know. Okay, uh, wait. Just now? It was right levels of... Oh, I just skipped from radiation to the first theory, and I forgot the little bit up here. Oh, okay. So the investigators concluded that the skiers died, so act like the I origin- didn't just mention this The original theory. investigators. Oh, my gosh. That's a loud motorcycle. Um... So the investigators, the original investigators, concluded that the skiers died because they encountered a natural force they were unable to overcome. That's in quotes. Natural force they were unable to overcome. Public access to the site was banned for three years and the results of the investigation were classified. A natural force they were unable to overcome. That's what they decided. That's what they ruled. I like that. Yeah. That's a but good phrase. public access to the site was banned for three years, and the results of the investigation were classified. So it's not even like as they were investigating it, you know, you can't get access to files when, they're, when the investigation is open and active. You mm-hmm. can't be like, oh, you know, right. I can get that. Mm-hmm. No, the right. results of the investigation were classified. Hmm. Since then, they've been declassified, but a lot of it was redacted or whatever you say so a lot of it isn't in there we're okay hmm curious which makes it weird if it is just some natural force that they were unable to that they were unable to overcome so this one i'm not gonna say the name of this one okay i'm just gonna start out with june 2014 discovery channel documentary (laughs) called russian yeti the killer lives. Ooh. Yeah, it does. <laughs> this That's is a from... natural force. I, anyone <laughs> has struggled to overcome. So I'm going to read this little thing, and it's from the press release announcing the show's first airing. On February 2nd, 1959, nine college students hiked up the icy slopes of the Ural Mountains in the heart of Russia, but never made it out alive. Investigators have never been able to give a definitive answer behind who, or what, caused the bizarre crime scene. Fifty-five years later, American explorer Mike Lebecki 
and reinvestigates the mystery known as the Dyatlov Pass incident. But what he uncovers is truly horrifying. <laughs> Following the trail of evidence, Mike finds proof that the hikers were not alone. A, p- a photograph taken by one of the hikers a day before they died suggests that they encountered a yeti. Oh, man. That's cool. <laughs> You know what's cooler Do than being cool? Do you buy this cool? so far? A Yeti. <laughs> a Yeti. Okay, that was the end of the, the press release. Okay. So, according to the Discovery Channel, the Diatlov group met their deaths at the hand of a Yeti, also known as the Abominable Snowman. Okay. How do they justify that hypothesis or assertion? The photo. Okay, what's the photo show? This thing, like, it looks like a man. Okay. <laughs> it was but on Twitter. I'll show it to you yeah, later. Show it to me. I'll show it to you later. Do you okay, want to show see it, it now? Later. No, you can show it later. No, no, no. I'll I'd, find it. I'd like to see it. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna find it. Just keep talking while I try to find this. Okay. I know where it's at. It's. I just gotta find it in here. Okay. What I, are you thinking so far? Okay. So, other than the so, before, I should have gone with the most obvious what people believe it is theory first. So maybe I'll read that next. You can go that with, go do that one last. Okay. Do, I think that's a good way to end. Um, so as the UFOs, I, if there were like some kind of UFO or flaming ball of fire in the sky, mm-hmm. that could be the thing that like freaked the initial person or persons out that they cut, cut themselves out of the tent in a hurry. They're like, Oh no, the, the tent's on fire or something. I gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they left the tent in a hurry. That could be yeah. the reason. So I'm actually just going to go with the most like popular theories. But then there's a there's a huge list of theories on the dietsofpast.com. See all these. Oh, Don't yeah. look at them. Just look at the general. Okay. There's a bunch of them. All right. Ready? This is the photo that they posted oh. on Twitter. Yeah. I've seen that photo before. Yeah. Doesn't it just look like a guy? Yeah, that's just a dude. That's just a dude. <laughs> that's, uh... But that's their that's their explanation. Oh, there's another explanation, though. So it has long been rumored that the Yeti inhabits the wilds of Siberia and the Ural Mountains to the west. The show's host, Mike Lebecki, said the Dietl Pass incidents proves they're real. He says, Lebecki, the guy who made the documentary, quotes, mm-hmm. quote, when I found out that one of the students was missing a tongue, Immediately, I knew this was not caused by an avalanche. Something ripped out the tongue of this woman. That something, Lebecki concluded, could only have been a yeti. People bite their tongues off all the time. I mean, not all the time, but like, come on. And then he presented this photo as evidence. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. I was like, "Mm, no. No, no, no. So this is a, this next theory is interesting. They've all been interesting so far. Yeah, well, this one's cool. Maybe this one's the infrasound hypothesis, which I think you might be on board with because it seems to generate the same kind of like crazy. Since your first theory was like one of them went crazy or they went insane. I was just looking up something about infrasound uh, the other day. Really? Yeah, I had never heard of it until or, I looked this up. Yeah. Author Donnie Eicher proposed in his 2013 book, Dead Mountain, the untold true story of the Dyatlov Pass incident, that the skiers may have been driven to hysteria by infrasound waves caused by a weather phenomenon known as 
Carmon Vortex Street. Mm-hmm. So in simplest terms, a Carmon Vortex Street is an oscillating pattern that emerges when a fluid or gas, in this instant, wind, mm-hmm. flows around a suitably shaped object, in this instant, the mountain, um, uh, when they occur... On, okay, when they occur on such a large scale, these wind patterns can theoretically generate very low-frequency sound waves that have been blamed for harmful um, psych- soci- psychologic- physiological and psychological symptoms in human beings. According to a 2001 review of the medical literature by the Na- National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences, such symptoms range from annoyance to fatigue to nausea. Interesting. So the infrasound is real. Mm-hmm. I think it's something you can't hear. Yeah. But it, your body registers that it's a sound. Like it, you can't hear it because our human ears can only register a certain. Yeah, it's tone. Su- it's sound that's a t- too low of a frequency. Too low of frequency, but then your body is like kind of registering that you're right, feeling it, you, you hearing it. You're hearing it, but vibrations. I yeah. guess. So Icar argues that uh, just such a phenomenon might have occurred under extremely high wind conditions on Colot s- uh, cycle the night of the incident. The resulting bombardment of the skiers by infrasound waves induced severe panic and caused to flee the safety of the tent and meet their deaths. Mm. The opposite of ultrasound. Infrasound is a type of vibration in the air which has a frequency so low that it cannot be picked up by the human ear. But a a succession of studies has shown that it can have marked effects on the human body, including loss of sleep, shortness of breath, and extreme dread. Mm. Icar, backed by by scientists at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration in the U.S., believes that the combination of the effects on infrasound the deafening noise of tornadoes and the claustrophobic pitch black tent could unseat even the most steady-minded adventurer. That sounds 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 pretty reasonable to me. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. I think it sounds pretty reasonable. Like kind of far-fetched, but not really. Like I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like something maybe sounds, made them go insane. Yeah, it sounds unlikely but possible. Yeah. It's more likely than the Eddie, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Or mm-hmm. the fireballs in the sky <laughs> Ooh, so this is a fun one ready yeah this is a this is a fun one see oh this is a long episode this is a <laughs> longer topic than i thought that's okay but this is fun okay okay so this one is about kgb agents mm. okay so alexi rakitin author of the book dietal pass <laughs> introduces the version that introduces okay this version of the story this is what she hypothesizes okay that semyon uh zolotaryov the oldest one right and alexander kolotov and yuri (laughs) krivan sunchenko okay were kgb agents on a mission to uncover a cell of CIA agents. Ah. This is this is fun. Yeah. They were to deliver radioactive samples yeah. and then take photographs of the Americans. But something went wrong, and the CIA agents killed the group. Mm. According to this theory, two or more members of the Dietilov group were hired by the KGB to deliver fake proof of radioactive tainted clothes. 
The rest of the group was probably unaware of the real purpose of their journey. Rakuten's version is one which is widely spread and now is quite logical in terms of explanation of the most mysterious issues. Radioactive clothes and uses, uses of radiation detectors. Gray foam on Doroshenko's face. Absence of shoes and upper garments. At least one camera missing, etc. Huh. So there's some other weird things to this case. Yeah, there was a camera missing. Maybe that's why some of the clothes were missing. Mm-hmm. What was the gray foam thing? I don't know. Apparently gray foam was found on someone's face. Pretty weird. Radioactive shit. Interesting. If they were like carrying radioactive stuff and died from it. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. So in fact, it was some strange details about the skiers themselves that gave rise to a Cold War spy story scenario. Oh. So this gets juicier. Great. Ready? So Semyon... So I just think it's interesting because this person wrote a whole book about how they think this is the thing. So I'm like, they must have done a lot of research into it. Not <laughs> saying it's real, but they must have dug deep. Sure. Um, anyway, Semyon Alexander, a 37-year-old bachelor and instructor at a different tour base, joined the group on the trip last mm-hmm. minute. Mm. He was a veteran with years of combatant experience who fought for the NKVD and bore in... Uh, a tattoo, quote, D-A, in all caps, D-A-E-R-M-M-U-A-Z-U-A-Y-A. <laughs> Until this day, the word remains untranslated <laughs> into any known language. Archives of the Ural Polytechnic Institute revealed a remarkable detail about Alexander Kolotov. Oh. Kolovatov, I don't know. Before transferring to the physics technical department at the upi he worked in moscow as a laboratory assistant in a top secret scientific facility an unnamed uh, atomic atomic institute known as p.o box 3394 oh he's a spy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yuri uh Sichenko, the other guy who they think is the is the kgb agent yeah worked in a most in a notorious P.O. Box 404-10. The plant Mayak in Chelyabinsk 40, where a massive nuclear disaster, second in severity only to Chernobyl, Chernobyl, uh, occurred in 1957. Researcher Alexei Rakuten is certain that this particular fellowship was not gathered by chance. They both worked in like weird atomic atomic like energy or atomic labs. research places. Yeah. That's interesting. The true objective um, of the ski trek, unbeknownst to the other seven members, was to was oh, excuse me, was to deliver radioactive samples to a group of agents of the CIA and take pictures of the spies. Maybe that's why the guy grabbed the camera on the way out. Right. He was going crazy or something. Or he was like, he was, I got to get this camera. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Maybe they were, maybe they met up with, maybe they did reach the spies and they were just, they just covered their tracks real good. Well, it's interesting. So what's interesting, what she pointed out was that there was even a radioactive like test. They tested for stuff and they found radioactive yeah. shit. Yeah, That's what she, like she if said, they're just researching, if they're just, if it's just a bunch of like hikers 
died of like hypothermia why are you doing radioactivity tests on stuff and a camera was missing yeah interesting they found that someone's camera was missing and that yeah why did they do a search why did they close the scene down for three plus years and why were the items why were the documents classified for so long yeah interesting right curious yeah 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 so the meeting took place on February 1st, but something went wrong, and the Americans realized that the trio was playing a double game. A conflict ensued, a fight, torture, and the brutal massacre of the entire group. Now, I don't know about that because there's no sign of, like, struggle or anything, but yeah. I could see that this is the case. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, oh, this is good. This is the, I'm not done, but okay. I took, I put the papers down because this is good. I can see them being spies, you know, and then... The avalanche hits, and the spies are like, fuck. And so the guy takes his camera to, like, save it. He, like, takes his camera because he's like, I got to run away, but I also got to get the evidence. And then as the avalanche hits, everything, like, tumbles, and then all the radioactive stuff goes everywhere. And then the stuff was missing Mm -hmm. because the cops who came to the scene or whatever, or the agents that came to the scene, took the camera away, took the radioactive clothing off the bodies Mm. you know like took that away and then that's what the public knows of like oh they didn't have clothes on the the camera there was a camera missing they took all of that evidence in yeah to keep secret because they knew of the mission or something or once they found once they were like they found out the mission wasn't like complete other spies went and like cleaned up the job right and cleaned up the evidence because they weren't found right away yeah, maybe, okay, could be, like, the reason they weren't, maybe they had radioactive clothes that people weren't supposed to wear, but someone put them on, oh, and shoot. so, that like, one of the members in the group who didn't know about the mission, and they told them about, they are like, you're not, you just don't wear those clothes, and then it, it's, it came out that there was a spy thing going on, and there was a conflict there, and that's how they all... And that's how they all died. So they all, like, yeah scattered and stuff scattered oh shoot the the spies i like really like this theory and i kind of want to read this book yeah because it sounds far-fetched but not really there was a like russian spy stuff is insane (laughs) like this could totally be a russian spy mission yeah i watch the americans (laughs) i know what russian spies do (laughs) (laughs) what No, but really, I I can totally see this being like a Russian spy thing. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I'm gonna pick up my papers again. Okay. There's more. So that's my theory on that. Well, no. So this is the last hypothesis. Oh, the one that we were talking about. The one. The spy one. No. Oh, oh, the, there's the one most more. realistic one. But oh. now that I now that I re- think about this even more, I'm thinking the KGB agents is my is my hypothesis. Okay. I'm thinking that that is my that is my guess. Okay. Well, what's the last one? The avalanche hypothesis. Okay. This is the this is the boring one. Yeah, that most people think is real. All right, that's probably real. Avalanches are known to kill approximately 150 skiers, snowmobilers, and snowboarders worldwide every year, according to National Geographic. Okay. Moreover, the crushing weight of the four meters of snow under which the last four bodies in the Dyatlov group were found possibly deposited there by an avalanche, could account for their internal injuries. According to the meteorological data compiled by 
Evgeny Boyanov. Evgeny Boyanov. Boyanov. Temperatures in the vicinity of the skiers, Kolitsyakl campsite, dropped uh, precipitously from minus 11 degrees Celsius to as low as minus 25 degrees Celsius on the night of February 1st, 1959. It's pretty cold. Yeah. Wind speeds are estimated to have reached between 8 and 16 meters per second. Wind gusts likely even higher. Without adequate protection, frostbite, hypothermia, and death are virtually guaranteed under such conditions and within a very short period of time. Autopsy reports say the proximate cause of death of all but one of the Diatla victims, even those who suffered internal trauma, was hypothermia. Mm -hmm. An avalanche doesn't explain everything, like the radioactivity found on some of the bodies, for example. But that is the main theory is that an avalanche or some sort of like snow mm -hmm. thingy yeah <laughs> a snow thing hit them mm -hmm. and that's the force that was like Hoo! and so they heard this avalanche coming and they were like oh shit yeah, and like ripped no through their tents but i'm like why not just unzip the maybe tent? the zipper got stuck yeah maybe yeah. but they like ripped through the tent and maybe they were one of them was just oh i guess I don't think they would have been just chilling in their underwear, but some of them just ran out with one shoe on and underwear. Like their warm clothing was found like, in the tent. They were all like had their clothes off to huddle together for warmth or something. Mm. Like Maybe they get... were already on the brink of hypothermia, so yeah, their clothes probably. were all off. And then they heard the avalanche and they just ran. Yeah, that's that's probably that's likely. Maybe I, I'm going to say, all right, the I, I yeah. Hey, the I knew you were going to believe the avalanche I one. think it's a combination of the avalanche and the spy thing. I think Avalanche, spy, hypothermia I think, for me. That's the trio for me. Yeah, I think they were, there was a, I think they were, some of them were, there was a spy thing going on. That's why there was radioactivity. why would they test for radioactivity? Why yeah. would they test for that? Those, yeah. That there, doesn't make any sense. There's definitely a spy thing going on. There's a on. spy thing in there. The, the avalanche and hypothermia is probably what killed them though. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, think, I don't like, think it was like a, I, I don't, don't think it was a, I think the avalanche thing he killed them, but I, it doesn't explain everything for sure. Yeah. The avalanche was caused by like, um, a nuclear test or something. So the snow was radioactive and it made the clothes radioactive. I don't know. <laughs> I think there was like a. Anyway, I let me get to the end of this. So, on Monday, February 4th, 2019, Russian prosecutors announced that they were launching a new investigation into the mysterious case of the nine students who died in, in bizarre circumstances after disappearing on a skiing trip 60 years ago. Mm. So, recently, they reopened the case. Weird. However, the new inquiries will only investigate three theories considered the most likely ones. Quote, all of them are somehow connected with a natural phenomena, said Alexander Kurinoy, the official representative of Russia's prosecutor general. Quote, crime is out of the question, he said, adding, quote, there is not a single proof, even an indirect one, to favor this criminal version. It was either an avalanche, a snow slab, or a hurricane. Quote, relatives 
The media and the public still ask prosecutors to determine the truth and don't hide their suspicions about something that something was hidden from them. Kuranoi said in a video posted on an unoffic- on an official website. Mm-hmm. So even relatives are like, "What are you hiding from us?" Right? Is it really a snow slab? Mm-hmm. Come on. Why was there radioactivity? Why were the documents classified forever? Why are the declassified documents still have crazy amounts of information missing? And why did you do a radioactive test? And why was there even radioactivity, uh, radiation on the clothing or whatever? Radioactive substances on the clothing. Yeah. It's sketchy. I mean, I I think that still leaves... I I think of a yeti. That would be a natural phenomena. It wouldn't be a crime. No. If a yeti kills someone, that's not a that's not a crime. That's that's like a, an animal killing somebody. Well, I mean, they're only investigating avalanche snow slab, which are basically the same thing—an avalanche and a snow slab. Um, av- avalanche snow slab and hurricane. You know, maybe it was weird. maybe it was a yeti and an avalanche. Anyway, I think I think there are spies. I think there are spies involved. They got avalanched. Mm -hmm. I think the reason everything was classified was because there were spies involved. And that was why there was radioactive stuff. But then everything else is just an avalanche hit them. Yeah. I'm guessing it's not the spy stuff that killed them. No, I think the spy stuff is what what makes it so suspicious. Like, that's what made it all classified information. Right. Like, they can't. Obviously, the results weren't suspicious. It was. Probably just an avalanche or hypothermia or both. Right. But the reason it's classified and the reason they even tested for such weird substances is because there were spies right. involved. There were there were there were other weird things going up before the actual like cause of death. Like yeah. the actual cause of death was very like yeah, very typical like avalanche hypothermia thing. Like So they're just reopening this case to like appease people. Mm-hmm. They know what the answer is most likely, but they know people are like, This is sketchy, but they're not actually investigating any of the sketchy parts of it. Right. Anyway, I'm gonna list an I'm gonna list all the theories on the dietsofpast.com. Don't read it. Okay, sorry. Um that you guys can go read about. I'm not saying all of these I agree with at all, and that whoever made this website is smart. Okay. I'm just going to say that here are some theories that are popular. Uh, So KGB, they were mistaken for gulag fugitives. Radio Sondis, I don't know what that is. Special forces, the Mansi people. Oh, this is a good one, shrooms. Oh, okay. They They ate some bad shrooms. Yeah, that mm-hmm. I I was thinking that at the beginning. So yeah, like, I kind of like that one too. That mm-hmm. they all just kind of went insane from shrooms. Okay, avalanche or snow slab, mm-hmm. UFO, secret launches. Like I don't know the, what that means. Let me look. Probably like a connected to UFO thing. The yeah. celestial phenomena that accompanied the incident almost convinced everybody. Has sacrificed the new Soviet idol, the rocket. Uh. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, the, there was, the secret launches are the UFOs, probably, or some, what caused something. I don't know. Yeah. Something mm. government-related. Yeah. Um, infrasound. Mm-hmm. Yeti. Oh, this one's a fun one. A teleportation experiment gone wrong. Okay. <laughs> Could, 
Could yeah. be. Lightning strike or ball lightning. You can't look. Sorry. Sorry. I just want to know. The stove. They think like their stove type thingy for food caught on fire and then they all evacuated the tent. But okay. why did they run a mile away? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go that far. You would like just leave the tent. <laughs> um, gravity fluctuation. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> Uh, catabatic wind, wolverines. Okay. Uh, methanol poisoning. I was going to go through some of these, like gravity fluctuation, shrooms, methanol poisoning, but we're running out of time. <laughs> um, altercation on the pass. Arctic hysteria. Arctic hysteria. Okay. Which I, sure. I think could, yeah. I don't know what that is, but it, I mean, it sounds plausible. Snowmobile. Okay. I don't know. And something called Zolotarov's Meltdown? I actually didn't read anything about this. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. This is a lot of information. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, these are like, this is what, I don't know. Some people think he had a meltdown. I have no idea. I didn't read this one. So those are the theories, and I think they're interesting. I wanted to get into a few more of them, but we're almost at two hours, so we need to stop. Yeah, we should probably put an end to this. But this is our super episode of yeah. one year anniversary super episode, and I, I think it went well. I think so, too. So we should uh, wrap this guy up. Yeah, we should. All right. Well, thank you for... Um, listening to a year's worth if you've gotten this far yeah or thank you for sticking with us for a year or when however long you've been with us yeah we um we, we appreciate we appreciate you. our listeners i know people regularly listen and i we have a consistent number of people that listen every episode yeah seems I mean, like it unless it's a different group of people every episode yeah <laughs> but we get about the same number every episode so um mm-hmm there's actually more of you than I ever thought would listen to our podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought two people would listen. So, yeah. uh, I'm I'm happy with the numbers most of the time. <laughs> like I'm like, "Oh, this is more people than I know." <laughs> Probably or like am actually friends with, you know? Right. So, thank you everyone. We appreciate you. I'm sorry you had to listen to the first cringy like 10 episodes. I'm sure those were really bad. Um but I mean, you guys, thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode. Thanks for listening to the other 52. Yeah, we um, love it. And we'll we'll see you again next week. Yeah. Um, I've been Harry. I'm still Carly. And this has been... Known Unknowns. Honey, I hacked the election. Because it's weird out there. Bye. Bye.